episode two of Inside the Nest. I'm your host, Tyson Geik, and I'm pleased to be joined on this episode by Chet Konechny of the Inclusion and Empowerment Program, also Halifax Thunderbirds Defender. And we'll have Kyle Jackson joining just a little bit later to talk all about the Halifax Thunderbirds virtual read. But up first, Chet Konechny. Chet, thanks so much for joining us this evening. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks, Tyson. So I wanted to talk all about the Inclusion and Empowerment Program which was launched uh, just a couple of months ago. It created a ton of buzz and rightfully so. Uh, it's important that, that a program like this exists in lacrosse and especially on the, on the East Coast where we look to kind of build the sport of lacrosse. And you've had a hand in, in building the game for a number of years. You've worked with Lacrosse Nova Scotia and now with Lacrosse New Brunswick as well. So um, kind of getting your hands in everywhere. But if we can go back to the, the genesis of the inclusion and empowerment program, how did this all come about and how did you get involved with it? Well, I think it all starts well before I got here. Um, I mean, they've been playing lacrosse out here since the late 60s, early 70s, probably a good time to give a shout out to uh, Wayne Fink, who recently passed away. He, uh, he as well as a few others, uh, had laid a lot of groundwork uh, a long time ago to even make this kind of uh, a lacrosse landscape out here. And so, um, you know, when when Halifax was getting a team and, and, you know, having family out here and stuff like that. I was certainly very interested, although I was with another team at the time and kind of the stars aligned and ended up uh, having an opportunity to kind of try out here and um, was welcomed with open arms into the family. And basically just from talking with, with players and, 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 and Kurt and management and staff and everybody was pretty like-minded around this topic and you know it's um there's a lot going on in in Mi'kma'ki these days and and also across Turtle Island and you know we we have a responsibility I feel as as lacrosse players we have have a voice and you know um in talking with Kurt you know we were talking about how how can we extend lacrosse beyond maybe the traditional grounds where you know, uh, like who wasn't at our games last year, who didn't get a chance to experience lacrosse. And and so, you know, certainly um, the Mi'kmaq communities across the province are far reaching and, you know, we want to create conversations with them. But then it went a lot further. Um, it even stand back to the business summit in 2019, talking to our female deputy commissioner, Jessica Berman there, and she, she is very passionate about this. We were talking about it as well, but really, um, you know, Kurt's been doing this silently for a long time. I actually, funny enough, Kyle and I met at a right to play um, in Amjanong, his home uh, territory years and years ago. And, you know, that's, that's kind of where I got involved with stuff like this. And then just, just from there, just, reaching out to these communities and, and asking them how, how can lacrosse be a vehicle for the success of your community and then being open and receptive to the answers we get. We've really had to be adaptable, flexible, um, you know, whatever the community asks. In some cases, it might not even be lacrosse related and we're we just trying to be a, a soundboard for them and and give them a, a voice to to tell us, you know, what's going on in their communities. And we're trying to just essentially give them any tools or resources we can 
to get them involved, give them a chance to to experience the game and everything it has to offer. And you know, it's uh, we've had lots of great community people jump on board right from the very beginning, um, including Turtle Island Lacrosse, the Black Lacrosse Alliance, the, the the Female Sirens Program out here, and the newly formed IPLA Indigenous Players Lacrosse Association. So lots of um, people buying in, and I'm I'm more or less just been writing everybody's ideas down and, and trying to um, get it out there and, and, and build upon and take actionable items. Um, we had our first committee meeting the other day, which was, uh, well, December 8th, and, and we had some great uh, conversations there. And so we're, we're just really getting to know each other and, and really seeing, you know, what's common. And the common theme seems to be that, you know, sport is a way to engage with the youth and you know there's a lot of different positive spin-offs that come from it and so we're just here to provide one more sporting outlet and we all know how much sports can keep us engaged keep us out of trouble and keep us on the right path and those were some of the ideas that came out of the committee meeting now, Chet, you've actually been kind of on the grounds, kind of growing the game of lacrosse and coaching um, and other methods like that. Part of this program is the Tri Lacrosse program. What does that look like? Well, uh, it was supposed to get off the ground there prior to Christmas, uh, working in a the biggest uh, African Canadian uh, community in all of Canada, which is Preston. And we, we had a, a Saturday kind of trial lacrosse session going for a younger group and an older group. And that, that took a lot of conversation and community building kind of initiatives to, to get going. Lots of different people contributing to that. Brett Draper being one of them, one of our draft picks, uh, a local, local young man from here who's also has relatives in the Preston community. So he's been doing a lot of the legwork there in, um, getting things set up, but uh, we were all slated to go in there and and have some, you know, young mentors coaching that are from those communities, coaching within those communities. And so that was, uh, that was kind of what it was supposed to look like moving into the new year. We've got a tentative new date into the middle of January, um, January 16th, I believe, the, the Saturday there in the middle of January. So hoping that the uh, Atlantic bubble will hold true for us here and, and that we can get that going. But lots of other great things. Uh, I'm actually meeting tomorrow morning with um, Catherine Martin, the president of the Sirens program, as well as a couple other um, involved people there. So the conversations are still happening and, you know, we're in the infancy here and hopefully this is a, a program that can outlast us all. But these, these grassroots things are, you know, definitely dear to my heart um I, I feel like it's kind of crumbling at the base here currently in canada and we we really have to build the infrastructure so this is this is a great way to get uh, lacrosse out to some non-traditional kind of communities and um yeah there's 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 grassroots there's uh, high performance asks there's everybody has a different slate of needs and but the, the grassroots is certainly where we're starting in a lot of cases. Is there anything so far, I, I mean, we're early in this project and program, but that has kind of surprised you? Maybe the way that it's presented itself as a challenge or um, anything that's just kind of come out of the blue and uh, you didn't expect um, getting into this? 
Um, I guess um, probably just the amount of buy-in. Like as soon as we even mention this, it's just like, yep, yep, yep. Everybody is all for it. There's a kind of like a common how would I say movements happening there? And um, so just, it's, it's really just starting the conversation. And as soon as it happens, people seem to gravitate towards the cause. And there's uh, such a diverse group of people coming to the table and just to, just to like, you know, I'll throw out like a, a doodle meeting poll and like people are just firing in their, their time slots and real excited to get going. And, maybe not necessarily the people you would think some people who are super busy really you know doing a lot of different things but like making time for it and it's never seems to be a, an issue to get people to to donate their time so um not that i'm surprised but it's also very you know it, it warms the heart to think that you know everybody knows that this is a a problem if you will so um, it just kind of reinforces that we're right on, on the right track here. Now, Chet, before I let you go here, I, I do want to ask, heading into training camp last season, you said it was the toughest training camp you had ever been a part of. And uh, you've been a part of six organizations in the National Lacrosse League. Do you feel heading into this season that this Halifax Thunderbirds team may have what it takes to win an NLL title? Yeah, it's got that championship feel. Um, I've, I've been on a few national championship teams and they have it, you know, they have that X factor and, you know, the unfinished business moniker is certainly like alive and well, and it kind of suits how everybody feels like we're all chomping at the bit to get back at it. And, you know, it's a strong organization top to bottom. I mean, I've never had an owner um, who's been so intimately involved. Um, well, sorry, sometimes there's been over the top and, and, and not enough, but it seems to be like the perfect mix here in every capacity from the top down. We got lots of great veterans, uh, youth coming up, great goaltending. Uh, we got a, a great barn to play in front of now. Um, so, you know, the energy here is, is certainly high and, you know, we, had a little hit to the momentum there, but I think we've done a good job of staying relevant and, and, you know, being ready uh, on all fronts, um, off the floor, on the floor, you know, the office has really stepped up and, and, you know, people like Charlie and, and John in there pulling switches and stuff like that. And just keeping things, um, energetic and, and lively and, and same with coach Akersey. I mean, jumping on as the, the chair of the, committee as well you know it speaks to the type of character that we have in this group and i'm certainly excited never won an nll championship and it would be a dream come true to win one at home here in front of friends and family well yeah, it has certainly been quite the challenging year but you can still feel that buzz uh, around the halifax centerbirds chuck can actually thanks so much for joining us this evening on uh, inside the nest episode two uh very well spoken and really impressed with all the work that you're doing. And uh, I'm sure, you know, the lacrosse community really does appreciate it. Happy holidays, everybody. We'll uh, look forward to seeing you in the new year. That's Chuck Konechny of the Halifax Thunderbirds and the ambassador of the Inclusion and Empowerment Program. And our next guest has managed to stay quite busy over the course of the past year, even though it has been a tough year 
it might be one of the best he's ever had coming off of an uh, MLL title with the Boston Cannons, uh, became a father this year, a published artist, and he's now in charge of the virtual read with the Halifax Thunderbirds. Welcome, Kyle Jackson. Oh, we're missing some audio from Kyle at the moment. Kyle, we're going to get this, uh, try to get this sorted out, but a good time to um, throw to our HalifaxThunderbirds.com slash win. We're giving you the chance to win a great Halifax Thunderbirds prize pack. So just visit that site, go fill in the form, put in your information, and you could have the chance to walk away with a great Halifax Thunderbirds prize. Once again, Kyle Jackson, sorry about that. I think we've got you uh, good with the audio now. Still struggling here. What's? Oh, there we go. We're good. It was, uh, I think it was an AirPods problem. Oh, they've switched back. S still off. We're, uh, we're going to try to get these technical difficulties sorted out here. I know with the new MacBooks, I've been having this problem too. Put me AirPods in and it's going with my computer audio and doesn't know quite what to do. So we'll give Kyle a second here to uh, kind of figure this out. Another reminder to visit HalifaxThunderbirds.com if you have not yet got your season tickets. They are still up for grabs. We look forward to the start of the season in April. Everyone kind of itching, like Chet said, kind of chomping at the bit to get going here. And uh, Kyle, do we have you ready to go? Still missing the audio. Okay, well, we're gonna talk uh, briefly about the virtual read, which Kyle has been doing. So he's been reading to students uh, from kindergarten to grade five, reading the story, My Big Family. And uh, this is kind of a cool program. This year has presented us with a ton of challenges, but um, Kyle has found a way to stay quite productive throughout and now stays active in the community, um, reading to different students, uh, they had the chance to go online at halifaxcenterbirds.com and apply for the chance to have Kyle appear. So Kyle, I think we've, we've got you now up and ready to go once again. Let's test this out. Can you hear me? There we go. That's good. We've got you. Perfect. Finally, AirPods, everything is a mess in 2020. It is, but you have managed to stay quite productive, like I was just saying. And this has been uh, quite, uh, I don't know, do you want to call it a career year for you in, in a number of ways just in life? Uh, yeah, I let's say life, yes, career year, the lacrosse aspect yeah. of things, maybe not as much. Last year would have obviously loved to have a better season, but the team in general had a phenomenal season. Unfinished business, like Chet was saying, we're going to touch on that, I'm sure, in a little bit. But from a lifestyle standpoint, yeah, it's been uh, quite the um, quite the life change. I'll put it that way. It, it's uh, having a daughter puts perspective in, or a son, for that matter, anybody that has a son. Puts everything into perspective, really, it does. And as crazy as 2020 has been, I know that I'm maybe an outlier in a lot of cases, having a family and being able to take care of Tatum on a regular basis now and having that to look forward to. But it's definitely been a blessing in disguise throughout the, the whole course of this. Uh, it's been really impressive to kind of watch um, your progression throughout the year. Also becoming a published author with your new book. Yeah, and it... Uh, it's a survival guide. It's literally called the survival guide, a division one experiment. And the whole purpose behind it was really that 
I went into college and didn't know a whole lot. I, I went to the Hill Academy and I had tremendous resources, but I touch on things such as finances and whether you should go to Walmart or Trader Joe's and it, what's the smartest option. Are you going to get the most bang for your buck if you're going to Trader Joe's three times a week or would you rather just have four roommates all pitch in, go to Walmart and spend a little bit of money there? So it touches on a whole magnitude of things. Welcome week, how to get by. Is drinking a necessity in college? There's a magnitude, like I said, of items that I try and touch on. But it, I had originally had published it as a book and a self-published book, and then kind of transcended things and reverted back to my roots in audio and visual context, where I can do items such as this, speaking to other people. I can jump on YouTube. I can create a video, have visual context, audio context for people to visually see, so that it becomes a little bit more appealing and it isn't just how can I get this book on a shelf and make sure I distribute that? It's a lot easier as we're doing right now to just kind of jump on virtually and expose yourself that way. Well, that's pretty cool, Kyle. I think it was back in 2017 at the NLL final, we were speaking to you and you were just looking into kind of exploring the digital world in terms of production and stuff. So to see you now take it to this point where you've got your book and you've taken everything online to offer students um, kind of the chance to learn from you and your experiences is great to see. And I guess that's a great tie to our next point here about the Halifax Thunderbirds virtual read where you actually go online and teachers have the chance to kind of register with you. Um, and you kind of, I guess it's jump on a Zoom call with them and yeah, exactly. read my, my big family. So how did this all come about? So Brendan Bomberry obviously had created this book and I mean, the book is extremely lengthy and it's a tremendous read for anybody that's trying to, but the whole purpose behind it is that once we jump on a Zoom call, the teachers obviously have the opportunity to, to jump on there and sign up. We have right now, obviously schools were closed for this week. So we had to kind of revamp things a little bit and push things a little bit to, I think it's January 11th, I believe is when the schools are reopening. But um, we already have January entirely booked out. We had December booked out within a couple of days. Um, in the, the classroom, they jump on a Zoom call with me, super civil. I just jump on, talk to them quickly, introduce myself. I talk about why we chose this book. And the reason behind the story that we choose is because it's about how the bat and the squirrel got their wings. And it really just addresses a story that Brendan tells in his own reverted knowledge. Um, how they got their wings and how they were included into this game of lacrosse with multiple animals. And it talks about how, although they were the smallest and they weren't exactly included at the beginning, by the end, they were the most integral pieces to their teams. And I tried to do my best and relay that message to the class that whether you're in the classroom, you're on the playground, you've got siblings or you're in sports doing our best to make sure that we're including everybody, no matter what, and for me, and a perfect example is a situation like this, where before I jumped on YouTube and put myself out there into the virtual sphere, this was a really uncomfortable situation for me. And I was always introverted and shy. And so I make sure that I relay that to the kids that if you see somebody that's a little bit sh more shy than you, or maybe you're a little more extroverted and you're, you have got a large friend group, trying to find those people that are maybe outliers in, in your classroom, in your programs, in your sports, and doing whatever you can to bring them on board, make them feel included, and ultimately do our best to make sure that nobody feels left out, especially one in 2020, but ultimately for the rest of their lives. And that's why kindergarten to grade five is the perfect option and source for this, because 
I think that that's the greatest avenue for us to really implement one, the Thunderbirds brand, but also really push into their brains that inclusion is key. A fantastic message. And this, you know, has the great chance to kind of build the cross and get students kind of interested, you know, maybe out to a game and then picking up a stick and actually playing themselves. You're a player that's living in Halifax right now. You get to experience life on the West or East Coast, rather. I'm used to being out West. But um, how has the community kind of caught on to this sport? And, and do you really see it growing and, and the love starting to kind of build there? Definitely. It caught fire very quickly in all the best ways possible. You can even see from the camps and clinics that we've been running, the numbers continuously grow. A lot of the times we simply have to cut off our registration because there's too many people signing up, to be quite frank with everybody. And I mean, that's the greatest problem to have, especially like Chet had touched on the grassroots level. That's where we're going to see the most bang for our buck when we've got athletes who want to come out. And then that transcends into their parents having to bring them to a Thunderbirds game because they can't obviously drive themselves. So it's really trying to do our best to make sure that in the community, we're doing everything that we possibly can, even in a virtual world right now, to make sure that we get butts in the seats when we can, and if not, viewers via virtual platforms. But I think that the city itself, Atlantic bubble itself, has taken lacrosse um, with open arms, without a doubt. Now, Kyle, last season, extremely tough to have that cut off. And Halifax just had so much momentum uh, before things were put on hold. How are you feeling about the upcoming season? And ha have you been in contact with your teammates, kind of speaking about things and um, the, the plan of attack for next year? Definitely. There's always the banter back and forth via the WhatsApp chats or whatever it may be, or just texting back and forth, FaceTiming. But you know, I think that one of the greatest things that lacrosse players have had, unfortunately, but fortunate at the same time, is the time off. And anybody that plays lacrosse knows that really, if you want to make a living out of it, you end up playing all year round and potentially have October or September maybe as your off season. Now everybody's had time to take care, take care of their ailments, get healthy, find what they truly love outside of lacrosse, find themselves but it's going to be a resurgence of lacrosse energy, I think, when we get back. And maybe a little bit slower at the beginning because everybody's been off for longer than they've ever been before. But I really think that once the ball gets rolling with lacrosse and it starts to, to get going again, you're going to see a true love that I don't think a lot of people have ever seen before from a lacrosse standpoint because by a lot of tokens, players, they, they might be burnt out by the beginning of the season if they've – gone all the way to a man cup in senior lacrosse and they've played all year round. Maybe they're a little tired, fatigued, but now we've got fresh athletes who hopefully are doing all of their due diligence on the back end to make sure they're prepped and ready to go for the season. But I firmly believe there's going to be a resurgence of lacrosse energy once everything gets kicked back off. Well, I can definitely feel it just over four months until the start of the next NLL season. We're all uh, anxious and awaiting uh, that start. Kyle, thanks so much for joining us on episode two here of Inside the Nest. Keep up all the great work. Uh, you actually launched a podcast as well, Coffee with Kyle. So I wanted to give you a quick plug on that uh, for everyone to, to be able to check out as well. Perfect. Yeah. Coffee with Kyle. Check it out. Literally me talking about random things that I go through. Again, it's like the book. I think that at my young age, I'm not super old, but I think I've experienced a lot in life. And one of the first people 
of my friend group to really get married or have a kid. And if I can pass on any knowledge that's outside of lacrosse as well, I like to, to think that I can be a good resource for people to do so and learn from my mistakes, my, my failures, my, my whatever it may be, learn from me. Good stuff, Kyle. Thanks. All the best. And Merry Christmas to you and your family. You as well. That's Kyle Jackson of the Halifax Thunderbirds. He heads the virtual read. He's coming off of an MLL title. He just had a child. So congratulations to Kyle on an impressive 2020 dealing with uh, all of the tough things that kind of life has thrown at all of us. Thank you so much for joining us on episode two here of Inside the Nest. One more reminder to head to HalifaxThunderbirds.com slash win. You could have the chance to win a great Halifax Thunderbirds prize pack. Just fill in your information. It is quite simple. And you can also get your holiday gift packs that are on sale now at HalifaxThunderbirds.com as well, as well as season tickets. We're counting the days until the start of the 2021 NLL season. We hope we can see you soon. Thanks again for joining us here on Inside the Nest.